McGowan, you stop singing. <clears throat> Arn stops singing. The unseen chorus over the hill stops singing. Dawn filters through as you're at the edge of this marsh, and everybody is staring at you too. Halfdan and Hawa are petrified, looking at their captain. What do you do? I think that McGowan waits a moment to see if there's any cue to take from Arn, as he is on thin ice already. <laughs> Simultaneously, you and Arn stagger to your knees before catching yourselves. All you hear is the stream burbling at your feet and the wind sighing uh, over the hill and McGowan, the ringing in your chest. You don't feel great. Take 2d8 acid damage and reduce your maximum hit points by that amount. That reduces my maximum from 55 to 47. You love to see it. Oh no. <laughs> and Half Dan and Hawa are at Arn's side who pushes them off with a meaty hand and yeah, he does. <clears throat> cracks his neck and stands uh, up. Slightly shakily, <clears throat> which is a horrifying thing to think about. We could t- kill him and take Does his anybody boat. go try to help McGowan up? I guess I'll go over there and just stand over there and pat his little back. Hey, thank you. Yora would like to make a perception check based on the voices they heard over the hill. Just making sure, you know, like, he'll be fine. I don't want things to eat me and us. You're on the alert for something approaching. With a 17, that's uh, 19. As you pace back and forth across this stream, pantherously, uh, <laughs> My man. Uh, you can see that, uh, I'm just going to tell you like the, the basic surroundings from what you can see. There is this hill. Yeah. You are at the bottom of this hill in this sheltered cove that Arn ha- and I assume you have, have staked out, uh, making camp. McGowan as well, probably with his adventuring uh, years. That is somewhat sheltered from not only elements, it is somewhat raised and dry from the marsh itself and uh, covered by trees. And from here you can see the, the baldness of this hill that rises up out of the marsh. It's just sort of covered in grass and the sunlight is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the dawn chorus no! <laughs> um, the, the sunlight is dappling the, this beautiful hill and you can see the structure whatever it is white marble in the rising sun from there you cannot hear any more of these voices and you cannot see their origin I think she's just on alert can I mind link to McGowan really quick absolutely um hello I don't want to alarm you, but you cough and then you fall. Do you think you have plant or no? Do you need to vomit? I think I have plant. I think Arn does too. Oh, okay. I won't. Should I say something or no? I think we can leave it be for a moment. We should just focus on getting the plant out. Okay. If I have to punch you, though, I am sorry. I understand. Okay. That's all. Turn it off. (laughs) <laughs> Are we sort of waiting for Arn to, to get to his feet and reestablish command? I think that's what the atmosphere that I'm picking up is. Yeah. I think so. I think so. I think he eventually does, and you can see that he's sort of biting back bile as he stands and refuses any hands from Hawa and Hafdan, who are now in action, but no less uh, terrified to see their captain in this state. And I think he says, uh, break camp. And you go about setting what what small things were unrolled, what camp rolls, what what small small shielded fire uh, there was, and the camp is broken. Hey, uh, Captain. He impassively stands and nods. With uh, buildings over there, shall we see if there's anyone who might be able to help with our uh, condition? I think he nods again and is about to speak something when he. Oh God. Fights back a wretch that only you see, McGowan. And there is just a a look of of something in his eyes. He is not, as you have seen him before, this sort of sailor captain. Yeah. I think that this morning McGowan looks older than he does most of the time. And uh, I think as the camp is broken, Arn signals and without saying anything, without waiting for uh, assent, begins to cross the stream. Can I move up there with him? I think everybody does, sort of proceeding in a, almost like a flying diamond. Like, everybody is on high alert. And though Halfdan is injured, he is uh, swinging a, a sling in his hand. His injured arm 
resting in its sling. What is the name of this uh, unnamed crewmate that has come with? And br- I yes, said that's right. Stewart, and you guys said that was not Conan enough. <laughs> Stewart, Stuart, Stuart. I like Stuart. Okay, Joe says he likes that we're doing it. I like Stuart. Stuart. I think Stuart isn't from around here, Stuart? as many of the crew from Arn's uh, boat is. Uh, it- <laughs> I like him. Oh, it's very Stuart. All right, that's one thing about him. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I think he's only slightly. I'll kill you. <laughs> I think he's only uh, marginally older than RM. Okay. But he is battle scarred. Okay. Uh, he, I think, is a oh, young boy. Sli- I think he's around seventeen or so. <gasps> I must collect him. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I hey, think he, add him to your boy squad. Wait. I think he has um uh, tribe. a whole bunch of thin white cuts up his left and right hands that denote a swordsman. Uh, scars, I mean, not cuts. Yep. Stuart, what'd you do to your hair? When you said he's like this, this. <laughs> when you I said he's people. like the same age, kind of. We were talking about the kid. As Aaron. A A A Ron. A Ron. Okay, got he it. He is also now that I think about it, Najma's age. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm just kidding. I also just remind like you <laughs> that you were interested in finding a time to look at the bag, but oh yes, yeah. can I do that really quick? Absolutely. While we're walking? Yeah, like I can kind of hang back and just peek. Yeah, I'd imagine that we are probably toward the back of the Mm -hmm. diamond. Mm -hmm. That's right. The only person near you is this Stuart. Stuart! Stuart! It's Stuart! Stuart. I said Stuart. 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 Brooke said Stuart. We're going to Stuart. I'm I'm Stuart. Because I'm a girl, I can't make good names. You're fucking Because I have a vagina and a cervix, I can't make good names. Uh, the, the one of the only things <laughs> that I've established. <laughs> one of the, Jonah. I will never cancel you, Andrew. <laughs> Boys club. That's your partner. I'm allowed to do that. Andrew Get self, out. self-immolating. Just kidding. Um, I love you. Uh, like a monk. I'm mad I'll at you because I'm picturing us fire. walking to it's Shia LaBeouf and it's really pissing <laughs> me off. Well, <laughs> we haven't seen the Don Chorus yet. It might be. The whole time he's like, surprise. he crosses the stream. I was like, it's Shia LaBeouf and that's all I can think about now as we're walking. Really it's, it's in time to Shia LaBeouf. Stuart. He's slightly German. Ooh. Uh, Ooh not very. So the one thing I've, I've, I've kind of established about Arn's crew is that they're from all the fuck over. Okay, great. So Stuart is... He's from Germany. Is from fantasy Germany. <laughs> <laughs> this Germany. Yeah. Um, and uh, so let's say, okay, so he's got swordsman hands. Give me another physical characteristic of Stuart. He's got, he's got a lot of freckles. Freckles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stuart has freckles. I think he has very close cropped hair. Yeah. And he has those uh, scarred fingies. Sticky fingers. Sticky fingers. <laughs> he strikes out with the naughty fingers. by nature. Sticky fingered <laughs> Stuart. Stuart's naughty by nature. Talk about crossing the streams. Oh my God. <laughs> And you proceed normally. Uh, <laughs> and naturally? And naturally. I look into the bag. So you're in the back uh, with McGowan and uh, Halfdan, Arn, and Yora are up near the point in this sort of shifting diamond as they're watching all uh, angles. And as you uh, begin the process of uh, ha- having crossed the stream, uh, mm-hmm. you check Chell's bag. Mm-hmm. It is a simple black leather bag. You've seen Chell rummage in it a million, millions of times. You remember that whenever she was writing in her little notebook that she would uh, plop it back into her bag or fish it back out, something like that. It's one of those sort of things you just kind of see old people cart all their stuff in. And you open it up, and this bag has an interior space considerably larger than what it looks like from the outside. You see this gray light. You see this stone floor. You are looking into, from the perspective of this tiny little aperture of the bag, a room that is absolutely stuffed with little black notebooks. Exactly like the kind that Chell would write in. If she heard a snatch of a song, if she heard a snippet of a lore or legend that your father would recite as an actor, if she saw a piece of cloth that your grandmother had woven, something like that, she would diagram it, she would write it, and she would put it into her bag. This bag, this room with this gray light, this sort of gray stone floor is filled with these books and a strange set of simple black clothes folded sitting on the ground with a little silver sigil 
there's writing utensils. You can see a simple dagger on a case, a small case of chalks and pigment, and a small case with the name Ishtar on it, and just hundreds upon hundreds of these battered black notebooks. Just a staggering number of notebooks. This is what you see as you step over the stream, and McGowan, I think, uh, requires just an arm to hop over past one. Not to put that in your old man body or whatever. Oh, no. Well, I was about to say, if we're crossing the stream or whatever, uh, if, if this water looks like the other water, he still doesn't trust this shit. He's probably just, since they are in the back specifically, he's just like raising a little bit of mud up from the bottom to just walk over. <laughs> uh, and as you do, you notice that it is a startle- startlingly clear uh, stream. Hmm. The stream itself is very clear. There's no algae or anything, and it actually bubbles energetically as you pass. And this is what you see, Najma, as you are just in the background taking a, a cursory look into Chell's bag. Yora, at the front, you are with Arn alone for a second as the other people, Haftan and Hawa, are crossing that second stream as you walk up the hill. You have just a brief moment alone. Is he going to say anything to her? No. Cool. She's going to say something to him. And you walk. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, shit. I did not expect that. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I was going to keep on rolling. It, it, like, I, yeah. I, that was me being like, is Joe setting up to say something? No. no? Cool. Got it. Um, I think she's going to just like pull up a little bit closer to him and out of earshot of the other two. Uh, she's just going to say, it looks strong, Captain. You still have to journey to the end of the world. And she's just going to like pass him. Like just like take on, like take point. Yeah. There is a momentary tightening of his jaw out of the corner of your eye, and then a relaxation, and he says, thank you, and you take point. Dope. You take point. Above you, the temple, or whatever it is, sits on a bare hilltop, surrounded by this gushing, burbling stream that forks, and as you have to cross both forks, you see that it is this clear-running, beautiful, burbling stream. Down the slope of the hill runs to the east, where the sun rises, brilliant and bold, freed from the murky tangles of the swamp behind you. It shines, saint-like, over a breathtaking view. As you mount the hill, you see a massive field of wheat that stretches into the distance. I don't know why I was trying to improv a description when I'd written one. <laughs> <laughs> I was loving it. Why don't you have that realization and just go, oh, yeah. Cut that. Oh, it's, oh, it's right here. It's down there. Golden stalks of wheat like dancers, a shifting kaleidoscope in the dawn light. In the field, close by, at the foot of this rolling hill that you're standing astride, there are structures poking through the crops. Tents, it looks like. Maybe a building. And something strange. A wooden pole cleanly rises above this sea of wheat. Yora, you have point. Where do you go? So the goal was to head towards this? Yes. The structure? It was to do any number of things. Find help, find rations. Right, but I think she's going to probably take her cues off Arn. Mm -hmm. Still, just like, she's going to be between him and the first thing. Absolutely. She's playing bodyguard right now. So if that's where he's interested in the party going if that's what he was originally going towards i think that's what she'll move towards yeah i also think it's closest so he doesn't want to put something at his back that he doesn't know what it is correct that's that good good nord ideology right there my man uh, is this uh outer bar a like wall this is the or is circling it... stream around no this no, no i mean, uh this guy ah is that like a a stone wall that's around the structure as you approach the earth on this bare hilltop is bare for a reason. You pass from this grassy hill, this grassy knoll, JFK, sorry. Uh, (laughs) And you... (gasps) Pat? And you see... (laughs) What? What does Pat have to do with JFK? You know. Enough. You know. The CIA (laughs) killed him. Uh, Anyway, you... uh, Fuck me. We've crossed the streams. (laughs) We have literally crossed the streams. No, um, Uh. it's bare for a reason. Because as you walk and you see like this sort of barrier line here on the hill, it's been excavated. It's a bare patch of earth Mm. with tools, uh, shovels, spades, and even strange implements that look like spears which jut from boxy metal handles. All abandoned on the ground. Some of them placed uh, next to work tables. Some of them just scattered in the dirt. The structure itself in the center of this excavated patch is a brilliant white marble cube, unstained, 
though pieces of the structure's roof have apparently fallen in or fallen onto the ground. And all around, standing on twisting greenery, moss, lichen, roots, and vines, are the singers. (laughs) They're people. They stand. Yeah, yeah. Hand in hand, eyes closed, and faces upturned to the sun. Yeah, that's why I put that bag next to you, buddy. Hmm. It's almost like you know my whole shtis. <laughs> no, no, no. It was just when you said hundreds of voices, I was like, he's, cool, cool, he's cool, going to cool. just want blank fodder. Isn't it weird how... He's going to want cobalt. I, I noticed this about myself. Your brand? I constantly go towards mobs. There's always mobs. How many coyotes? How many coyotes? I think the only thing terrifying to me, really, about people is a lot of them. <laughs> fitting. Joe, I'm so happy we know you. (laughs) I agree. Life would be so weird if you were still in Maryland. It would be weird. I was thinking about that the other day because I was there for about uh, two weeks or so. Yeah. And it was weird. Quarantining with the folks. It was nice, but it was weird. Yeah. That's how I feel anytime I go home now. I'm like, oh, what if I lived here? (laughs) What if I moved back? It'd be weird. Yora. Yeah. This is what you see from outside the excavated patch on the top of this hill. Mm Mm-hmm. They are silent, but you can presume that this was the chorus of voices that you heard. They stand silently, hand in hand. Do they look like just miners, or do they look like a dude that we found in shop? From here, without even going farther, you can see the vast variety of people that are here. There are people in their normal swamp garb, like the man, the thing in the shop. There are what look like miners, uh, people in sort of work clothes. They're very varied. And as you look, you can even see that there are humans and dwarves and people in multiple fashions and garbs and from many climes from here. There's Carcassons, and you even see a tall Nosian. There are people in bedclothes or day clothes or tradesmen's garb. Fishermen with hooks hanging from their belts stand hand in hand with drifters and trappers. And though there are not many of them, you can see what look like uniformed soldiers. For they must be soldiers, though not from any state you recognize. Black-garbed figures with a silver insignia on their chest. They stand like the rest, blissful, faces upturned, standing snaked over with creeping vines down by their feet. They are multitudinous, this crowd. They enfold the structure with their several presence, spiraling and congregating like flowers around the dig site, forming four distinct crowds to the north, south, east, and west of the structure. She is just going to hold up a hand for everybody to, like, not be dumb. Just a universal, don't keep walking, because they don't seem to be agitated agitated certainly not are they repeating phrases or are they all singing silent they're all completely silent faces upturned toward the sun oh fun (laughs) fun on the bun okay and this entire entirety of this space is coated with green vines on the ground yes yeah do they look like they're coming from a central location or like central people Yes, give me uh, an, a f- uh, perception check. <laughs> Shots in the dark. Here we go. But a 19 plus 2, so it's 21. Very good. Uh, I think that you can see that the crowds themselves are centered around something, some low structure uh, to the north, south, east, and west of this main structure. It's weird. The marble of this central building is brilliant white. It has not been stained, although it has crumbled in several locations. Though, despite being brilliant white, it is snaked over with vines. Mm. Okay, so it is covered in the vines. Yes. Okay. Okay, so we've got dirt all around, and it looks like the regular excavated dirt where all of the singers are. Yes. Where the chorus is. And then in the very, very middle is the big marble structure. How tall is it again? Dimensionally? It, it is not very tall. Okay. It is maybe a little more than one story. Mm-hmm. This gleaming white marble. And then this area around it uh, inside this larger square, is it a different uh, sort of dirt or what is? 
I'm sorry. What are you pointing at? So like, there's big. Oh no! This is this, this is, is the grass. whole structure. Oh, the whole this structure. Okay, yeah, so the whole structure, structure is like the twenty-five by twenty-five. Yeah, it's yeah, five squares by five squares. Okay. Can we see whatever that that little square is there in the middle? That that square of fun from where we're at, or so, is that uh, that is a the a, spire? A small parapet, just okay. just a small little on the top of this white structure. Huh. Not like a thing that somebody could go into, more of an ornament. Gotcha. I wonder if this whole thing is perhaps some sort of tower which goes down into the earth. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I I think that McGowan is very curious about what this is and um if he and Arn want to be um not totally boned uh, i think that he feels the need to go check out whatever this thing is so i, I think he'll look over you know and check in with the others of well shall we take a look i will say right off the bat half dan and hawa are making that that fucking like warding off the evil what's the word gesture they are not happy about this <laughs> they're wait they're making the gesture at that thing yes. or okay yeah i'm just so used to no, it being at, at me and then when you say that I, I think hawa has like a look of like what the fuck are you talking about but won't say anything i just <laughs> i gesture to the captain who was singing like i was and it's like what the hell else are we supposed to do just fucking die I think the captain is... Fucking guy. <laughs> I think the captain is uh, surveying. He's not made a decision. He is looking at as much of this as he can take in. I think he specifically is staring at the vines that snake around everybody's feet. All the singer's feet. Mm-hmm. Feetsies. Little feeties. Do the clumps of vine connect the groups of singers, or are they all self-contained with their vines, as we can see? It is a mess. It is not like big cords linking one to the other, but uh-huh. it is more like a patch of green and lichen and moss that uh, all of them sort of stand upon. Okay. Just look to Yora and Najma. Thoughts? I'm very sneaky. Do you want me to try to sneak down and look around? You think you could get through all those vines on the ground? Oh, I am very acrobatically inclined. All right. Big lady, are you okay with that? You do whatever you wish. I'm going to start moving around the perimeter and just trying to inspect if there are other ways to get to the center. I don't even know that that's the objective here, but I think she just wants more of a lay of land than one point of view. Absolutely. Or at least us flanking as a group. However you want to move, you you may. As I have completely revealed, this section of the map is, is what you see. For sure. Arn picks up a rock and throws it it doesn't hit anybody, but it lands right next to on the vines of one of these clusters, and nothing happens. And I think he sort of nods to himself and begins to look in the direction of the wheat field and the other structures. Would you like to sneak in, Najma? I guess so. Mm, 25. Where would you like to go? I know this is a huge table we have right now. Just towards the middle, I get. That's where you're wanting me to go look, right? Towards the middle? The structure. Okay, yeah, towards the structure. While trying not to step on anything. You still have Mind Link with, uh, ha- uh, with oh, yeah. McGowan, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I go. I say my brain. As she gets further away from us, I will, through the Mind Link, uh, tell you, here's some protection, and I will use my Stone Aegis on her. <gasps> what is that? Uh, a dim gray aura of earth magic protecting you. Uh, so any bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage you take is reduced a bit. If something hits you with a melee attack, I can get there quickly. Oh, great. You feel this, what is it, like a, a gray, you said a gray light? Yeah, I think that it's much in the same way that um, as I you know, did the, the haste and everything before, how it sort of like moves through the earth and then up to and around earthy ward around her. And Najma, you expertly pick your way down into this excavation site with Yora looking on from whatever vantage she may please. I think uh, Halfdan sort of huffs, uh, and but at a look from Arn, he is content to watch as, okay. as begin these investigations. Okay. As you creep down, mm-hmm. you notice the similarity of the vines that you had to deal with with the thing in the village and as a part of your uh, movement, step over the biggest patches instead opting to step from patch of earth to patch of earth. Mm-hmm. And you do so very, very well. Mm-hmm. As you approach, 
you can learn a little bit more about these figures. They are wearing similar garb to the garb that was in the bag that Shell gave you. Shut up. The black-suited figures are as varied as the rest of these waking sleepers. Though there are less than ten or so in your immediate area, they may hail from at least as many climbs. There are pale-skinned humans, a dwarf with thick brown braided hair, figures with pointed ears like the hill people of Lalia, but their skin is a silvery blue. The only visible similarities that tie these people together are their simple black garb with that silver insignia on the front, which now, you see, is that of a crescent moon. That is a similarity, as well as their neat appearance, for even in this drifting dreamlike slumber, as they stand with their faces upturned to the sun, they have the crisp lines and posture of trained soldiers. Would you like to uh, approach the structure itself? Yes. Can I look at their faces one more time before I go closer? Sure. So they're just looking up, but their eyes are closed? Yeah. And and they're just up. There is a a, a real expression of serenity. Serenity on their faces. Okay. Photosynthesis. Or giving over to the hive mind. Can I just try to see if I know anything else about that sigil? Absolutely. I would say that is a history check. Also, as a side note, as she is picking her way through here, I am making sure that I'm staying uh, as as much to the perimeter as I can, Mm -hmm. but certainly within 60 feet of her. Additionally, I have put up my stone's durability. Stone sorcerer ability, stone's durability? (laughs) Stone to build stones. There's a bunch of stones. So 60 feet is going to be a little difficult Mm -hmm. without getting too close. Uh, I think you are at the edge of where the vines creep through. Mm -hmm. Cool. 13. 13 history. Chell has a lot of friends, and some of the friends that you have seen her hang out with and and talk to and maybe grab a drink with uh, on the ports of Zerus would wear these uh, uniforms. This is from way back in your youth. Maybe eight years ago. Okay, okay. Because I believe you said that Chell had been with your family traveling with the caravan doing her thing, being a little, you know, witchy lady for as long as you've been alive. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, then yes, I will go towards the structure. You can see uh, from this uh, vantage as you get closer that there is a uh, ornate entryway, a passage into this structure. And you carefully pick your way through. You're in McGowan. Is there anything you would like to do as you see Najma dip into what seems like the side of the structure itself? I think that... Uh he will just keep on checking in with her mentally, uh, just sort of, you know, uh, if anything happens, let us know. We'll come. Okay, I am inside. Oh, wait, so if I go out of 60 feet, I can't talk to you anymore. Right? right? Which is, is that why, what that means? Yeah. I, so I think you're, you're staying close. I Got think it. you're keeping as close as possible. Right. And now you can actually see her very slightly through a crack in the wall, mm-hmm. but not anything distinct. Okay. Um, but I think she breaks the 60-foot perimeter as does for your uh, your teleportation mm-hmm. because without you going further into and actually stepping in and among the vines, which you are free to do if you like. Gotcha. Yora, as you circle, is there anything you would like to uh, accomplish? Well, I'm a barbarian, so I'm just going to just ready myself for anything to happen. Absolutely. Where Boy. would you like to be? If I see McGowan coming in this way, can I make my way around more? Absolutely, and you're over near Arn as a result. Uh, I think that as you pass by, uh, McGowan will just take a second and say to you, if whatever these are, turn like the one in the village. If you get close to me, I can help you cleave through them better. Your great axe, there's some sort of something going on with it, but I can help it do more damage. I hope so, you made it. You made his axe? I did. Oh, I'm tender. Yeah, he's a hell of a blacksmith. That's me saying that the spell elemental weapon is, is a range 25. of touch. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you see as you enter the white marble structure. You see a simple, empty space. Okay. In this slightly more than a story headroom. It's just a, it's just an empty box. And on the floor, you see what looks like a circular plate. A circular plate that is flanked in the cardinal directions by four other circular plates. Each point of the central plate is overlapped by four slabs on top. 
And the slabs have images on them. One of them has, uh, to the northern side, has the image of a flame. The one on the southern side has the image of a wave to the east, a, a rocky gray sort of insignia on it. And the one to the west has, looks like a stylized representation of wind. It's Avatar 2. This Love is Avatar it. as well. Oh, okay, great. Because I was... Um... Fire. <laughs> <laughs> From I was, I was changed <laughs> when the plant people attacked. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to do it, so you did it instead. He did it. And then heart. Uh, no, uh, heart. Heart. From underneath this central slab, the one that is underneath the elemental slabs, you can see up through the cracks that there is something underneath it, and that from that something there are vines spreading, in beautiful curly cues that look much better on my graph paper than I managed to do just now. <laughs> But you're saying there's a place where the vines are coming from. Yes. Hmm. So let me just make sure my brain is envisioning this. On the very bottom, there's vines coming out. Yeah, there's like almost like a circular trap door. Right. That is held down by four slabs. So there's like a main slab and then the four and that, the four slabs have the things on them. Yeah. Got it. And the main slab, the central one, is where the vines are coming, coming out. Coming up from. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Can I try to ins- inspect the rocky one since it's like an insignia? Or is it just like rock? Uh, yeah, like Earth? go ahead and give me an investigation check. Mm, five. Uh, you walk over to and inspect this slab. And you can tell that even though it is immensely heavy, it is mm-hmm. immensely solid, it can move. And you would imagine should move in order to free the central slab. Okay. Hmm. So I can tell they can move. Yes. But they are intensely They're very heavy. heavy. Yeah. Okay. Can I step back out so I can see McGowan? Yes. And I'm just going to mind link to you and be like, um, I need help because I am too frail, but strong, but I am not that strong. I think I need big lady. I think there's something to lift or push or carry. Oh, yeah. Hey, she has the capacity. I will go to (laughs) your... Just immediately hit him with my axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you and Arn are, are now uh, w- with Hawa and Haftan sort of poking out to the sides and keeping watch to the left and to the right are now looking out over this vast wheat field. I love saying wheat and white. Wheat. 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 Whiskey. And he is staring down the hill into the what looks like a camp now. You can see fabric of tents and a couple of the tents are broken. What is strange about it and what you see him sort of noticing is how these are sprouting from the wheat field itself. The the wheat is around the structures, which would be a very p- strange place to, to strike up a camp. He is uh, specifically looking at the, the more solid, less tent-like and more actual construction-like uh, buildings that are farther off. To us, I think they would look like do you know those inflatable, really strong tents that they like that they use in like the Arctic? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like cargo yeah. tents. Yeah. It's a nicer version of camping. Yeah. He is now fully back to the singers. Like he he does not perceive a threat from them at the current moment. Cool beans. And McGowan walks up to you. Hey, Najma's found something inside. Looks like there's some sort of slab or something that. Needs to be moved. She can't lift it herself or move it herself. If we want to investigate further, that's what we need to do. I am concerned. I, I, I am concerned. <laughs> Ireland. I am concerned. The three people of Ireland are concerned. Master down. Shelby. Oh, that was uh, that was um, half Dan. No, he sounds like this. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's a he's a storyteller. Remember the one about the fucking Norse god Wodan. <laughs> Wodan. <laughs> Tight ass dude, Woe Dan. Well, Woe Dan is much more powerful than Half Dan. Whole uh, Dan. Entire Dan. He's an entire Daniel, is the thing. Woe Dan. Woden. You've been hitting the Daniel too much. <laughs> it's Woe Daniel. <laughs> um, I am concerned for these people if we do something foolish. Hey, same. It does not <laughs> feel Hashtag that same. Way. I am concerned. It's just that it feels like we're between a rock and a hard place, as it were. If we want to do anything about our illness, I mean, we can certainly see if there's any people over there who know what the hell's going on in this place, but 
If there's not, we might not have another choice. Especially thinking about Arryn and whoever else might have been <coughs> affected in the same way. Can I go to Arn? Absolutely. Do you and your men have uh, arranged weapons? Slings. Javelins. Then I suggest you move back in case this goes wrong. You're going in? Aye. We'll wait. And I think Arn gives the order to stand here with uh, Stuart. Stuart! <laughs> Stuart. Stuart! Yeah. Look what I can do! Look at me! I'm German, I guess. Um, and, I have uh, a knife! Who mostly just stands in front of Halfdan and Hawa, who Halfdan begins to whirl his swing, not quite as well as Atu was earlier. Yura just shouts, Shield wall! <laughs> Hawa also definitely not as built and sturdy as, as Arn hoists a javelin, as does Arn, and they stand here in a readied posture. And if, if they're where they feel comfortable, yeah, I'm not going to tell them their job. Um, Arn keeps looking over his shoulder towards the camp, but as he has not seen any movement or anything from it, he does not feel immediately threatened yeah, by the side. I'm really worried about the hundreds that could come running out of the wheat in this nightmare fuel. Do you, do you say that to McGowan? <laughs> so I start moving in carefully to carefully. not. I mean, I watched Najma move in. Uh, yeah, I think I'll go in after uh, Yora, trying to stay close enough that I could uh, get that get that touch range spell if need be. But as we're going uh, in this tangle of, of vines and such, are there like patches of earth, like of any larger size that are not covered with vines? I know that there's the tangle all over, mm-hmm. but I, I'm trying to think of if there is a way to help McGowan, uh, notoriously not Dexy fellow, right. uh, maneuver this uh, with his uh, earth-shaping abilities uh, as to not disturb the vines? Certainly. I think there's one or two places uh, specifically underneath fallen chunks of this marble, mm-hmm. uh, which, even though they've fallen off of this structure, are still brilliant white in the sunlight. White! Uh, and white, white in the wheat fields uh, of the sunlight. Around them, the vines are not as prevalent, so there is uh, earth underneath those things that mm. is not uh, that is not choked with plant growth. I think that in that case, he will do his best to try to maneuver around using those as sort of like lifting them up and giving him places to sort of be able to like jump across mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to pick through the individual vines. In that case, I will allow you to make this check plus charisma. Ooh. Because you are using your spell casting to... Whereas somebody else would be stealthing across, yeah, you are trying to form, if not bridges, then like stepping stones. Yeah, yeah. Please go for it. Sweet. And your uh, acrobatics or stealth, your choice. They're singing, not chanting. They are not doing either right now. They were. Stealth. They now were. They're not. Far. Yes. Got it. Natural twenty. The ground rises up to meet me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. It does. Yeah, it literally does. <laughs> That's kind of your whole shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nineteen. I think you both very deftly uh, poke your way through. Natural 20, give me a perception check. Ooh. See people in the corn. It's to see the children. In the corn. 13. You feel more than see something vast. These crowds are very densely packed around these five by five areas. Mm. And something just like a dolphin breaching for a second over. And then you are within.
friends, Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Bound. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. They just released a new limited run set, the Song of Rest, perfect for your next bard character. I want them so bad. I need them. I require them. So should you. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com slash QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of the Quest Company, please do us a favor and go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us. We read every review that comes in and getting more of those really does help to boost our visibility. And if you really love what we do here at the Quest Company and you'd like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Big, big shout out and thank you to our newest patron, Sophie, and thank you to Jackson for increasing your pledge. That is incredible. We are so thankful for you, patrons. You really do make it possible for us to keep putting out content week after week. And if you would also like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanypodcast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at The Quest Company. You can also come hang out with us in our Discord. If you need links to any of those things, go check out our website. It's all there. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, which is especially true for shows like ours that don't do paid ads anywhere. But if you tell your friends about us, they trust you and they'll listen to your recommendations. So please, if you enjoy the show, let other people know. We would love to see you posting about the podcast using hashtag the quest company. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Tagging us is really the best way to make sure that we see the stuff you post and to guide folks directly to us. Speaking of word of mouth, we would love to hear from you. We're still taking question submissions for our Q&A episode. If you have questions about Bound as we start getting close to wrapping up this arc, or Kanoko Origins since we're pausing releases on that one for a bit after our quote mid-season finale from last week, or villagers, especially for you patrons who have now heard the interlude episode, or other general quest company stuff, we would love for you to submit those. You can hit us up on social media or on the Discord. We've got a specific channel just for Q&A stuff. We look forward to answering your questions and just chatting about the show. I'd like to thank Joe Lytus for running the game and editing this episode, along with the artist whose music is featured in it. Thank you to Akash Gandhi for the song Eyes of Glory. Thanks to Dan Bodan for the song Gaia in Fog. Thanks to Graham Bowl for the song Fields. Thank you to Incentive for the song Patience. Thanks to I Think I Can Help You for Gravity Variations. Thanks to Jesse Gallagher for Obelisks. Thank you to Jill Music for the song Meridian. Thanks to Kai Engel for the song Mists and Colds. And Roz Call for the song Where Have You Gone. Thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sound. Additional sound design by Slappy, Anti-Protector, and The Movie Maker. That's all for me, so let's get back to our crew and see what happens next. Thank you for joining us here at the Quest Company. Uh, as soon as we are within, as we get to the the structure, our Arn and the rest of that crew, like, looking at us. Yeah, I think they're waiting. I think their primary concern is that this original group right uh-huh. here, the, the one to the southern part of the hill, mm-hmm. is going to awaken in some way or yeah. cause trouble. So that is the one that they are focusing on. I think that in that case, if they're looking at the direction that we are in, uh, I will make sure to sort of gesture to them like eyes over that way where I saw the movement. Arn raises a fist. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I don't know anything, but Brooke, I feel like I have a theory. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. And you are within this space that I have described with the central disc and the four slabs with these uh, elemental insignias. Hello. 
Laszlo. I know, sorry. It's okay. like a big turkey strutting about the farm. Whoops. So I found these, but I do not know what it does. But they seem very, very heavy. You don't have to move, just it seems like the plant is going in the direction of these little round things. So maybe if you move them, they go a different way. Hmm. Hey, could be. Also, we should be wary to the east. I saw a bit of movement as we were on our way in. Mm. The east would be the ground or rock or earth or something. Wait, what, what do you mean? The... Look at the thing. And then I show him. And now you see the insignias. Did we come from the south? Like, we're the city we just... I would say vaguely southwest. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. To the east. What think you, big lady? Yeah, I believe you've said this earlier, but like the the origin of the plant is under the central bowl. Coming up in between under. the cracks of whatever this movable central bowl is, this central disc is, uh, you can see vines. These 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 vines are creeping out, and you have not stepped on any of the vines. Mm-hmm. The three of you, the tower, which should not be there. Um, I want to drop a plant. I want to like <laughs> kick it, but I'm scared we'll blow up or something. Ah. Should we try to move any of these slabs to see if we can unlock it? Oh, I do not know. On the center of the ceiling, is there some form of like protrusion on top of this? Is good question, Andrew. Yay! Yay! Oh, you were better than me. <laughs> the villagers' the children. Yay! <laughs> there is a mass of unconnected vines in the direct center above this slab, just hanging from the ceiling and spider webbing down from the center. It is a true mass, a tangle of vines. And it's conne- it's not connected to anything. It is vines. not directly coming up from the bottom. It's not like hanging like cords in midair. Right. It is congregated on the top of this, this, but is this it, marble. Is it growing out and down? Or is it You can see where it connects on parts of the walls. The wall. mm. Gotcha. So... What is coming out from under the slab is the is what we see on the ground outside. Or what is hanging above its vines are what we see on the ground outside. You can see them or yes, to all both of those. kind of are in, okay. interwoven. This matrix of connecting vines and... Yeah, cool, cool, uh, cool. I think I'm asking questions above yours, pay grade. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, can, I, fine. can I try to reach in Shell's bag and get the insignia pin off those clothes uh yeah i think you do and okay. you see that it uh as you as you try to pull it off it's just a stitched silver uh oh, thread okay. that is in the shape of this uh moon signia crescent okay. moon do you know what this is and i hold it to both do i know what this is you recognize it from the people outside that also have it yora recognizes it from the people outside that yep. also have it yeah mm. uh, but out, outside of that that would be a history check not even gonna make it. Hmm. The people outside have Damn it. it. <laughs> what was it? Uh, it was a uh, eight. <laughs> You've seen it before, in your storied career, mm-hmm. and recently, maybe the last thirty years. Yeah. I narrows it down. Joe, this mm-hmm. is a wild card. Yes. In those books, all the black notebooks, would there be anything? On the outside, that would indicate like plant life, or did you give us a wiki article that we yeah. can look up for cheat codes? Are they are they are they the black and white composition yeah. books that on the inside is like plant? Joe, did you plant. give us a game shark? <laughs> I need you to make an investigation check at disadvantage Dang it. Okay. as you look as you open this bag. Yeah, and this, two natural twenties. You just see this gray light and this gray room, yeah. and you attempt to. Get there. That's an 11. No, you don't add much. There is a very strange sensation as you try to reach into this room. The closest thing that can be analogous to it is the feeling of when you go underwater and there's weightlessness. As all of a sudden you are moving normally and then there is a sort of lugubrious nature to your movement as you reach into Ooh. this bag. Ooh, daddy, Ooh. lugubrious. I have to, lugubrious. I have to yes, that lugubriousness. Word. Daddy. Mm. Anybody else need dictionary? Yummy. <laughs> Is it and just me? 
<laughs> and I think uh, lugubrious, uh, slow, uh, uh, lethargic, lethargic. Uh, some might say stately or melancholy, gotcha. but it is just kind of like when you're underwater. Okay. You might remember swimming in the sea. Yes. Uh, and uh, that as you do so, I, I think you just pick a book at random and it knocks over a, a small stack of books, which slowly fall to the ground and you pull it out. Okay. And you open it. What's in it? Tell me a really fun story from your childhood. Just a, a, a folk tale or, or it, just give me like the little bullets of it. I Something. think it's a story about two constellations that intertwined and got stuck. I love that. And they couldn't get out. And when they finally got out, they lost all their stars. So that's where shooting stars come from. Roll an inside check. Okay. Ooh. I know. Wasn't that creative? Inside, it's wisdom. It's true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 20? Yeah. Um, last time you heard this, it was just a really cool, like, interesting, like, story. Mm-hmm. Now you're pretty sure it's about sex. Mm, that makes you're, sense. You're pretty sure it's, like, a folktale about, like, don't get married too quick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> You'll lose all your stars. Mm. And then other people will get to see them. I shut the book and That's I put it away. That's about sending nudes. You put it back in and you have that strange lugubrious feeling mm. as you place it down Ooh, next to the case that has your aunt's name on it. Ishtar. Not the time. I'll open it later. Mm, that made me sad. That hey, book. This is how you don't open your Christmas <laughs> presents ahead of time, Joan. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> Not the time. I'm fucking roasting all y'all. I'm glad Brooke's here because now Not I can me. just boo, boo, boo. <laughs> just constant I'm roasting. The perfect player. Uh, no, there's no wrong way to play D and D. Oh you my god, that was funny. Okay, is it bad that I'm trying to think of which instance you're even referring to? You are very old, right? Hey. Do you remember? I'm old as shit. Do you remember when you play with a toy and then the toy is no longer toy but just life? Hey. That's what happened to me just now. So I step outside for a minute and I just step outside. I'm just going to keep your previous. You know okay. to avoid the vines, yeah. so you are avoiding the vines. I come back uh, in after a second. Uh, <laughs> gotta take a minute. Give me a perception check as you do. As you just take a minute out and breathing the air. I think uh, Half Dan and Hawa uh, are still like. <sighs> You can tell that they are not as battle ready as Arn, who just sort of has his uh, javelin in the ground, mm-hmm. loose and ready to throw. What was it? Perception? Yes. 20. Unnatural, though. From this location, you can see that the crowd of people standing as they are and now slightly rotating as a little time has passed to watch the sun rise uh, with their closed eyes and serene faces, mm-hmm. that they are standing around a low structure. It looks like a tiny little wall. Hmm. Okay. They are densely packed around this wall. Yora and McGowan, you are inside. What do you do? <laughs> you have noticed this mass, this real thick tangle yeah. of vines at the very top of this room. Yep. How heavy do these slabs look? Um, Hippopotamus. They are extremely, extremely heavy. More, okay. I would say they they are. We're talking tons. They at this are point. marble. Yeah. Like we're we're talking like big old slabs of marble. Cool. 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 Cool, cool, I would cool. say it is outside of yours. Lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> I can lift 600 pounds free. I can lift that with my butt. Well. <laughs> I could not lift a slab. <laughs> I'm not Yora, though. Um, I also don't want to move them. Wolf Joe. Joe, you have created a very, very good something here. Felt Thank like you. an uncharted in, puzzle. In the sense that I don't want to touch anything. I know. Because I don't want it to break. Do you guys get suspicious of me? Yeah. Yes. There are too many people around. <laughs> For me to be like, well, I'll just move these off. The plant reconnects and is like, I am now God. And they all like turn in and kill us. Like that possibility is in my head. It's fine. Well, theoretically, the plants are already connected, right? Because the thing from the ceiling, like snaking down the walls and stuff, then sort of joins up. It's not connected in the way it wants to be connected. I think you can imagine that if you see vines, it is all the same, like organism. Yeah. Yeah, I'm outside of yours, pay grade. What are we doing here? (laughs) I think we can try to just push the slabs out of the way to see if we can 
get into the big one. If we can't move it outright, I think I have an idea of how we might be able to. Are there vines all over the floor in here? Yes. Where do you plan for these slabs to go? That's a good question. Truly, or I'm at a loss of uh, what to do is if they're supposed to go somewhere. I know we can't just lift them and carry them out of the place. It might just be that if if there's something down there to go see, to find if there's anything to help fix us. Would it not be better to kill the things outside than do this? Hey, we could. We could see if they do anything if actually disturbed. I think we've done a pretty good job so far of not disturbing. We could see what happens. Take out the threat and then deal with the puzzle. Certainly an option. It's a good thought. Andrew is so unhappy with that thought. (laughs) (laughs) It's because as somebody that builds something, right? I, Andrew, am thinking if we can solve problem, there's the potential that these people will not die. Yora doesn't care about that, right? So I'm fighting Andrew instinct and your instinct to say, like, just kill them and it'll be much safer versus, like, but all these NPCs might be able to live. Uh, You saw children outside. Does that change things? Not really. Gotcha. Like, I think... Based on the crewman that she killed, yeah, there is a like mentality of like you're lost, you're gone, like it's not you anymore, yeah, right. Like, how does that square with Arn and uh McGowan though? They're still them right now, right? The second they stop being them, it's over, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's she doesn't a, said it out loud, that's, but like, that that's is a, a mentality that is a refreshing that's mentality. Why she told him to stay strong, yeah, because she didn't want to kill him, yeah. Oh, jeez. okay, yeah. I'm above her pay grade right now. It's fine. She's going to do whatever. Barbarians have, in these stories, instincts. I know. I know she has intelligence and instincts. I'm totally aware of and that. I just, Andrew is outthinking the game versus, like, what's in the moment. Like, in the moment, my mentality is, as her, see if you can, like, like as video game as this sounds, draw the groups, group uh, by group. Kill them. them small. Yeah. Then come into the center and deal with what is potentially under this. I think you guys are thinking about this way too hard. No. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> like, in, in real time. I would never say that. I would never say you're thinking too hard. <laughs> um, Najma, uh, what do you do? I come back in and I'm just going to relay about the walls. Yeah. These small, mm-hmm. like, little structures. That you can sort of see through the legs. Yeah. I think you hear a little whistle from outside. Look outside. Arn is doing this with his hand. And the universal... What's up? Doing the two hands of figuring it out. (laughs) I think he nods and uh, remains sitting there. Trying to be careful. Like a statue. I don't have fireball. (laughs) Why? Because I do things to enhance martial abilities. Because I'm not a real mage. So, Joe runs a plant, an evil plant, and we don't have fireball. I have fire, just not a big ball of it. Have your breakdown into the mic. (laughs) (laughs) It's gold. I want to hear it. I I sense some consternation. We have no AOE. Maybe a summary. (laughs) We are singular DPS. Joe, only give us single bosses and we will chew through them like mulch. But if you give us a board, we will die instantly. So, you know that act one of this, for many reasons, was me figuring out what the game was going to be and Mm -hmm. what was easier for you guys and what was... Yeah, what would show them off? What would be more challenging... (laughs) What would have this uh, is chapter two? This is chapter two. Electric Boogaloo. Uh, chapter, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, bound to uh, yes, electric boogaloo. Here's the summary. You are in this strange structure. You do not know its purpose as of yet. There is a strange runic, it seems, puzzle on the ground that has maybe a trapdoor or chamber beneath this structure from which there appears to be a growth of some sort of vines, plants, whatever, which might have something to do with not only the plant thing that you encountered in the village, but the overall uh, things that are going on in the swamp and the surrounding area, let alone the massive crowds of people for which these little dots are not one-to-one. They are representations of the multitudinous crowd outside. There is a great variety of people in the crowd, including people in some sort of uniform that matches a uniform in not 
Najma's uh, bag belonging to Chell, a witch that is now dead. Uh, off in the distance, you can see a wheat field that seems to be uh, engulfing uh, structures, tents, and perhaps even small uh, buildings. And it would appear all of these things are related somehow to the condition that now affects Arn and McGowan. Flip, 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 flop. You stand inside of this marble structure off of the vines that come spiraling from the center, looking up occasionally at the massive vines on the top of the ceiling that are hanging directly over the these central four slabs. Five, I suppose, if you count the central one. So, so I've had a thought. Okay. Looking at the slabs, I used some of my ability with the earth as we were coming in here so as not to disturb the vines. But I saw a bit of movement in the clump of plant creature people on the side correlating with this earthen rune here. Okay. I wonder if it's just magic of that elemental variety that could agitate potentially, or if just any amount of that element could do the same. You know, perhaps if I hit that with fire, you know, would hitting it with a magical flame be the same as just hitting it with a torch? Or splashing water on this one? I, I don't know what the wind one, but... You blow on it very hard. I don't know that I'm the best uh, candidate for that particular position at the moment. Do you want to hear my thought too? Please. Okay. So when we were in Water Village and we fought those two guys or the one guy that had the vine and big lady crushed him to bits what time was it outside it was very very dark yes it was later in the evening okay look at this and I pulled back out heard the little sigil what does that look like to you the moon Mm Mhm. and the moon comes out at night so maybe the big plant will come out at night time and they are just waiting well, if that's the case, if they're waiting, if they if they charge during the day like plants, mm-hmm. I, they, they turn like the leaves, perhaps it is best to do it if they are dormant in the daytime and then get whatever power there is at night. Mm-hmm. So maybe, big lady, you just chop up the plant now in this big round thing. But I don't maybe think that's the best idea. So that seems to be in line with things thus far. And they're, ro- like, rotating, right? Like you said, they were kind of moving around the wall when I looked outside? Uh, they are clumped. They're not very much... But they much, weren't, like, scooting. They're not, like, moving themselves. If they are moving, it's to face the sun. Yeah, like or, leaves. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to chop up the plant. I will neither confirm nor d- deny the theory, but uh, according to your theory, there is quite a lot of daylight left. That is mm. all I will say. Mm. Nice. Maybe we go with the captain and we come back later at towards nighttime right, if we go see what's in the wheat and then mm-hmm. come back mm-hmm. hey McGowan thinks for a second he just like undoes the top of his flask and he just pours a little bit of water on the water rune just a little bit a couple drops oh you took it there you took it and there. I'm looking at the the southern <laughs> group you took it there McGowan does this thing what is the reaction from you two as the water drips down onto the rune with the stylized wave. I'm looking directly out the door at that clump. Can I try to catch it? Uh, y- you may, yes. Okay. That'd be an acrobatics check to catch the drop of water. Yeah, I, huh, man, you might be the only person I would allow to make that check. <laughs> 22. Uh, yes, how? Just you hand Yeah, I think I just cup it. And cup it. And as... then I'm kind of like, oh, and I think it's like a shaky, like I don't want to spill it, but at the same time, yeah. like... There is a frozen moment where this is Mm -hmm. the case. I'm going to look at Yora. Do you want this to fall? I think Yora is extremely impassive at this point. Okay, do you feel like you can handle a lot of things? Well, my thought is that it's only a couple of drops in the same way that there was just the slightest movement of the earth. Just to see if it agitates at all, not to make them go aggro or anything like that. Okay, one ripple can make a many, many wave. Wow. Nashma's smart as shit. Nashma's fucking... That's <laughs> that some, wisdom, baby. That's some wow. wisdom, motherfucker. That's some wisdom. So, you must be ready for a wave. Hey. And he puts his hand on his axe. Can I touch one of my constellations to glow and then touch Yora just to do an insight? 
whoa, uh, that that's your insight check? Yeah. Uh, the Taurus specifically. Does it require... Like, she has to let me. Like, I'm not going to do it if she doesn't want me to touch her. So you're cupping the water. Cupping the water, touching the Taurus, and then I, think, I don't think it. she knows what you... Like, you know what I mean? Like, Great, I'll she's not really going to stop you. Great. Roll insight as okay. you brush uh, your constellation and then yours uh, rippling biceps. I guess it'd be more like her forearms because she towers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Reach up to her forearm. It's like a 12. Uh, Yora is... Oh, wait, inside? No, I'm oh, just kidding. 15. Yora is impassive. Uh, what do you want to divulge? I think Yora is annoyed. Okay. By the water choice. Okay. But that is... I don't think you pick up like, oh, she's yes or no about it. I think it's just, it's very annoying to her. Got it. Okay. And as you are about to... Oh, God. There is a commotion from the line of people on the hill. <gasps> hold! Hold! Oh, hold! Shit. You oh, see shit. Arn's, you hear Arn's voice booming out, and you can see just over the heads of these people, you can see them holding, half Dan almost throwing, as they watch something from the east move to the north, over, and then down. Hold. Hold. Arn says, 